Have you ever had someone refer to something going on in the community who asked you, what's going on there? What's the story with all that? The right answer lies with the people directly involved in it, the people who know. Why not hear their story? So welcome to What's the Story, Pekin? I'm Gary Gillis, your host, and I hope you enjoy this Pekin podcast. Today my guest is Chef Charles Robertson, but he is here today not for a culinary update, uh, but and maybe if we have time we can talk about that a little bit, but he is here as the 2023 uh, Pekin Marigold Festival Chairman, and Charles, welcome. Thank you so much, Gary, for having me here. I really appreciate it. Well, I know it's a, it's a big responsibility uh, to be uh, chairman of the festival. There's a lot of things going on. As I was driving here, I thought of the fact that, you know, and I've mentioned this in the past, and I think you would agree, the Marigold Festival to everybody has its own definition. You know, there's some people that go because they look forward to, you know, patronizing this or attending that. Uh, and perhaps sometimes they overlook and uh, miss out on some of the new things or some of the changes. So if you could share a couple of things. I was looking at a schedule myself and there was a couple of things that appeared look kind of new to me. So tell us a little bit about that. Oh, absolutely. As you said, everybody has their favorite memory of Marigold and what they uh, look forward to every year. And you said sometimes we get in a bit of a rut and we look at the stuff that we love doing, but maybe we forget about the other events going on or the new things that the committee tries to bring to uh, the table every mm-hmm. year. Um, this year, of course, is uh, no different. We have, you know, your favorites, your art in the park and festive foods and um, all of those. Of course, the carnival, that type of thing coming into play. Um, but this year, because of our theme, as far as the marigolds on the menu, mm-hmm. we decided to add some food-based uh, events that. as well. So a uh, couple of them is we're doing an edible art contest. So if you remember the days oh, really? of making you know, ants on a log or doing mm-hmm. something that's just very visual, we wanted to take that to that next level and let the community have some fun with food that is edible but we use it as an art form so it's not a contest where anyone's going to eat the product it's literally an art contest but with the food as the medium that you're using Mm -hmm. for that so that's going to be a lot of fun Uh, on saturday we'll actually have them up on the pavilion on the porch for display Mm. so uh, everyone will be able to come and see uh, what artists we have uh, here in you know town that are wanting to have some fun and participate with that so we hope we get a really great turnout for the edible art contest in addition to that you know it's really tough to do a food theme without having some eating contests Right. I, that's one thing I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not, you know, gonna take, you know, Nathan's hot dog eating contest or do anything that you see mm-hmm. along the lines. We're gonna do it Pekin style. Right. right. So right. on Saturday we're going to have a winged eating contest. Uh, Corey's is providing the boneless mm-hmm. wings, and we're gonna have a few different heats and let people they they can sign up online to be a part of this and see how many they uh, wings they can eat um, in a certain amount of time. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Sounds and like fun. On, su- on Sunday, similar principle, but we're gonna be using, we're doing a donut eating contest. Mm. So that's gonna be, um, you know, for those with the sweet tooth, it's a sure. way to you know put your money where your mouth is, so to speak, and see if you can eat more donuts than anybody else here at the Marigold Festival. And the sponsor of that? Uh, sponsors of those is, is it 
Tatoes? Tatoes. Tatoes, yeah. I've mispronounced that, and I've been corrected by my wife I, often. I was wondering, because at first I thought it was like, tados, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and That's my first thing, and then I, yeah, I was corrected yeah. as well. So, yeah. Yeah. so Tatoes is uh, providing the donuts, great. and we're going to have a great uh, eating contest. And then uh, we're going to have some cooking demos as well. So we're going to have some local chefs that are going to offer a demo, and we'll have some samples that are available uh, for the public, no cost. We hope that they'll come support those local chefs. The chairman might be doing one of those demos. We'll see. Would, yeah. <laughs> Have you planned out a possible menu item? Uh, I said, uh, assuming that I'm actually doing it, right? Okay. <laughs> um, you know, there's some ideas. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, you know, one of the things we had talked about in committee was, you know, it's Marigold Festival. Can you incorporate marigolds into mm-hmm. the meals? People don't realize, but marigolds technically sure. are edible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how can you incorporate, you know, Pekin's favorite flower into the food side of things? Sure. So. I, would, I would say probably not your quantity issue. You'd probably want to limit that. Yeah, but, I would just say, yeah, not a, it's not a marigold dish, but, yeah. you know, a marigold accent. Uh, yeah, but to, don't take it from me. I was the person when... They brought the idea of a celebrity guest, and the first one was Jerry Marin, one of the little people in uh, Wizard of Oz. And oh, yeah. I thought, come on, no one's going to attend that. And I, boy, I was—I'm I'm so thankful. I, I was very, very wrong because we were just swamped with people. And and really, it was a nostalgic kick, and it started a long history of having special guests. So it was a very, very cool thing. So one thing I I, I noticed and was struck by was. Uh, the theme is marigolds on the menu. Correct. Um, which, again, we wonder if that's really the case. But I, I, um, I really admired the fact that that's really a tribute to you um, because uh, you, know, you were selected by the group to be chairperson, but they also think so highly of your leadership uh, and what I've noticed, your enthusiasm for whatever you do. So my compliments to you. Well, thank you. And, I really appreciate that. I'm, I'm glad you were able to re- incorporate that into the, into the theme. It was it was kind of funny. You know, we you know fiftieth anniversary last year, mm-hmm. and you know we were doing our thing as a committee, and we had you know kind of had a little bit of downtime. We were enjoying the entertainment stage, and people we just start talking. And they're like, "Well, are you ready for next year?" Sure. You know, kind of one of those things. And like, "What are you thinking for the theme?" And it, it just came up, "We have to do a food theme." And I think we kind of knew it in the back of our heads. You know, Gary, you understand. Themes don't always come real easily right. for oh, you yes, know the festival. Definitely. It yeah. wasn't one. Usually, it's a lot of time and a lot of discussion as far as what themes are, you know do we want to kick around, and then ultimately what do we want to pursue for the sure. year. But fortunately, uh, because of what I do professionally, um, the committee was very excited to take this turn for the uh, theme this year, and you know really have some fun and run sure. with it. Sure. I'm hoping that you know it really goes across the board i'm excited to see what the parade floats and the oh, yeah. themes are going to be for mm-hmm. the parade and how they might incorporate marigolds on the menu in that and you know just seeing you know what other you know art in the park vendors or what that might take the theme this year and kind of run with it and it you know i'm very much looking forward to well, that on my gosh better than three decades on the committee i know that one of the more difficult challenges was coming up with a theme i can't even recall when we incorporated that as part of the planning but then it became pretty much an annual obsession because you wanted to hit it just right and i always remember the look on faces of my fellow committee members when someone said that's it oh that that works the the light bulb goes off and everybody's like that's the one yep 
everybody then, contributes and get great buy-in i think that's what makes the committee so strong oh and then it's fun because then the community gets you know excited sure. about what's the theme this year what's going to be happening what new things is the festival bringing mm -hmm. uh to the park this year and that build up that excitement and then when we're able to make the announcement and then we announce the grand marshal and that ball gets rolling sure. and you know and now the fact that you know we're almost there we're on the home mm -hmm. stretch before we know it uh we'll be opening the gates proverbially for um the festival and we're just going to have a great time the you mentioned charles the uh, parade and i know there's always last minute entries but how's that how's that looking and anybody unique and different it is a non-election year so yeah. that's a good thing um no offense to those running for office but you always add an extra mile to the parade um any anything to, to say about that the you know parade we always have a great turnout for the parade you know we have wonderful entries and it's you know it's one of the i think you know i'm a little biased i think we are in this room mm -hmm. too one of the nicest parades i think here in central illinois as far as anything crazy or out of the ordinary i'm not for sure um the parade committee has not you know told us that hey we've got this something that's way sure. different but you know we always look forward to what the community brings and uh what the parade is going to be for this year and again like we said we're, we're hoping that we have great weather and everybody's going to be out on the parade route and supporting those mm -hmm. for me personally it's different so i've been on the committee this is my seventh year on the festival committee and since i've been on the committee i've never been to the parade because i'm festive foods i've been festive foods all seven years sure. well now you're going to be in it i, I know yeah. i was thinking yeah. i have to practice my wave right they can't see us but you want to show me you know what you would suggest as far as that uh, yeah well, yeah just you know, throw out menus or something you know, that, goes, that goes that goes with it oh that's right it's not the candy thing we, that's been another issue mm -hmm. uh how about art in the park of course another perennial favorite um looking as typical or has there been any additions i was gonna changes? say we've got you know last time that we had met um i think there's only maybe about 50 spaces available that's about mm. 300 or so sure. spots that are taken up um it's looking as strong as ever right. so i know we're um you know this year we're you know enjoying what it is because we know that there's going to be some changes coming with you know the construction and everything that's going on but our art in the park committee is ready for that challenge and you know they do a heck of a job uh getting all the vendors in right. getting them all set up so they're ready to go sure. by the time saturday morning comes right. so well and you, and you mentioned the committee and and it's a group that works awfully hard it's a very creative and energetic group uh, and, and people used to ask me, you know, how do you guys plan for that? How, when do you start planning for it? And I told them, well, you start planning for next year's festival before the current year's one is completed. Uh, so uh, some things that uh, you noticed this year observed in the organization and planning for it. Oh, just kind of the same as every year we at the end of the festival we kind of have that time to unwind and share our mm -hmm. stories of what happened that weekend and we already start talking about what went well what can we do better next year um, we do some kind of a little bit of brainstorming at that time but that's really our unwind time then come fall uh, the executive committee might you know have some a couple meetings but come January you know we start hit the ground running and a lot of times if we don't have some theme ideas in mind, January mm -hmm. is where it all starts coming together and we try to have in the next couple months, here's the theme. You know, uh, we have our assignments of what who's doing what in the committees. And one of the things 
I love about our committee is everybody on the committee. Um, you don't ha- you don't have to use the term micromanage. They are all go getters. If you say they say they're going to get it done, it's going to get done. You know, sure. Amy, you know, the executive director, she doesn't. She's always said she doesn't have to worry about the committee and are they doing what they need to get done. Uh, we all have the commitment. We all have that passion and that oh, yeah. drive, and it makes sure it gets done by the time the festival rolls around. Oh yeah, I, I always admired the fact that. You know, not only was it a, a passionate and energetic group, um, but everybody had their assignment. They they took ownership of it, uh, and the chamber provided them the resources, but were smart enough to get out of their way. And and it's just a uniquely run organization. And I think because it's run that way, it, that's why it's been so so successful. And I know you've got a good cross section of people. Although when I left in 2017 I, I think the average age dropped by about 20 years uh, but uh, and that's where you guys get your your energy but uh, you guys do a you know a great job uh, I know we kick things off with the Queen pageant followed by the internationally famous um, Jimmy John's Marigold medallion hunt uh, clues written by some that weird amazing guide. clue master yeah, yeah. you know so, uh, but I, it's just uh, and, and that that event Chris I can speak personally of is People who participate are, are are very devoted and exceptionally passionate, and in some ways obsessed. But it's a good, healthy obsession, and it just to me exemplifies the the, the best in the Marigold Festival. In that, as I said in the beginning, people come out and they they are part of things they want to be a part of. And I know there are folks that uh, if if they miss the Marigold Festival or gosh, I hope this never happens and never has due to weather. We just don't have it. You know, it's kind of like a part of their life is missing. It just means that that you oh, know, much to absolutely. people. Absolutely. You said this year's 51 years. Right. It's an integral part of our community. Right. And exactly. it's something that everybody looks forward to. It's something, as you said, people have their things that they look forward to. And, you know, we hope that, you know, that continues on. And, you know, the committee is always, you know, looking for how can we keep our traditions, but also expand it out right. and offer other options and other things just like you know some of the things that have really taken off uh we've got the crosstown classic edison versus broadmoor now going into i believe it's third year if Mm. i remember correctly on thursday night um we've got you know the lantern lagoon we got the lagoon glow saturday night going on of course there's the chalk walk some of those things that Mm. haven't been around for a long time but have now started to become part of that tradition that is marigold festival i've always I really enjoyed the fact that the the group was close-knit, uh, very respectful of each other, and therefore there was a comfort that came with being on the committee, knowing that hopefully you were, you were not in any way intimidated to bring forward an idea. And over my years, there'd be an idea you might throw out and someone would say, that's, that's nuts. And then someone else says, well, wait a minute, how about if we did it this way? And after you kick it around and maybe even a few meetings in a couple of months, it, it, it manifests itself in what's a great addition. And I've in, in studying the history last year, there's really very little of the original um, footprint of the Marigold Festival that continues. And I think that is testimony to how it's evolved with the times, with the interest of the public. Uh, I, I do remember in the past a couple of events that are now mainstays that at one point in time were going to be dropped. And I remember 
at the meeting, uh, I, well, it was when Dave Tevin stepped down for the medallion hunt, and the idea was we put it out there, would anybody come forward and want to do it? No one did, and we basically said, and we did this with the Queen pageant, we're just going to drop it. Mm-hmm. And if it means enough to the community, someone will step forward, and in both those cases. Uh, before I took over the medallion hunt, it was Ray Dennison Chevrolet, and I remember getting the phone call because uh, I was chairman at the time, someone that says this means too much to the community to let this thing die on the vine. And so that's how it continued. And then there's new events that come forward. So uh, I, I would add and maybe a little bit of a commercial to anybody listening. Um, we're at a stage in the world where volunteerism is, in my opinion, at, at risk. And hopefully there's people in the community that cherish the festival so much that they'll step forward and you know we'll find a part for you if you want to assist on something to cut your teeth that's fine but don't think that you're not part of you know that group or that you wouldn't fit in it's it's a, a cross cut of, of different characters different backgrounds and that's what makes it work absolutely and you know if you are hearing this and you're like you know i would like to do something more with the festival than just attend mm-hmm. you know please don't hesitate reach out to uh, the chamber let them know that you are interested in volunteering there are opportunities and don't think you're you have to make a full weekend commitment the committee we know going in that we're there all weekend we are there both days mm-hmm. you know plus beforehand it's long days for us but we've made that commitment you know you can volunteer and just volunteer for a two-hour stint maybe helping at the info booth at art in the park or uh helping uh do ice runs at festive foods for the vendors uh maybe helping in the parking lots uh with getting people parked uh with our layout and safety there are plenty of opportunities to give back to the community and to the festival if that's something that you want to do. And we always welcome volunteers that are willing to uh, help that uh, the festival be run even smoother than sure. it already does. Well, well said. I uh, agree with you totally. And I, I, I'd like people to know that when they show up at the festival at whatever time they show up, I guarantee you there's been some volunteer that's been there before sunup. And oh, some yeah. that were there in the middle of the night just to make sure everything oh, was yeah. well run, safe, protected. Oh, so, yeah. uh, you know, congratulations on being this year's chairperson. Um, and uh, the best of luck to you. I will, uh, I will not ask you for any culinary idea or what's popular <laughs> in your profession right now. We'll leave that for people to attend the festival and perhaps find out. So I, I will look for a Charles Robertson special uh, when I'm when I'm there. So I would say you, you, there's a good chance you'll probably see me doing one of those demonstrations uh, yeah, uh, cool. over the weekend. But yeah. come and check it out. We uh, always appreciate the support of the community, and we look forward every year uh, to welcoming everybody into the park uh, for you know I think the best event in Central oh, yeah. Illinois. Yeah, yeah, and it is it's truly a part of the community's identity. Absolutely, and they, they should rightfully take a lot of pride in it. And I know they do. So. Charles, again, thank you for being here. Uh, I would encourage everyone to show up at the Marigold Festival. Uh, when you do, you always leave happy. And uh, it's also what I've referred to as a community reunion. There's people I never see during the year except over that weekend. So it's something special about that. And that's, again, an example of the fact that people hold it in such high regard that pretty much everyone's there. So, I uh, again, I thank you. I thank you. Uh, you the listener for joining us today i want to thank my sound man mike eaton uh for providing the the professional 
Judaism and the, the, the uh, uh, sound uh, for today's podcast and all of them. Uh, as always, I want to thank the Pekin Library for providing the space in the passport room, uh, which has been very busy uh, of, of late. And uh, we welcome your thoughts, comments, ideas uh, by just emailing us to peakinpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you and take care.